Good morning, friends. Are you enjoying the worship this morning? Worship is where we enter into the presence of God, where our hearts can be stilled as we adore the one who holds it all together. This morning, I invite you to quiet your spirit in this atmosphere where we can be transformed into the likeness of our Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. In his loving embrace, we can exhale. It is said that worship opens the gates of heaven. I invite you to open your hands this morning to receive what God has for you. He is the most loving, generous, and forgiving Father you can ever ask for. He is an unshakable rock. Today we are looking at Psalm 30, which was written for a feast, a celebration for the dedication of the temple after it had been defiled by pagan worshippers who worshipped the Greek god Zeus in the temple. This psalm erupts into almost blasphemous worship, as it is referred to in some readings. Allow me to read to you from verses 1 to 4. Lord, I will exalt you and lift you high, for you have lifted me up on high. Over all my boasting, gloating enemies, you made me triumph. O Lord, my healing God, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death, from the depths below. Now here I am, alive and well and fully restored. Oh, sing and make melody, you steadfast lovers of God. Give thanks to him every time you reflect on his holiness. My question for you today is, what makes any man fall to his knees with tear-filled eyes whilst releasing the most raw, pure emotion and sound that he can muster in adoration of God? We don't see that play out often. Most men are guarded and in control. Emotion is very suppressed. And I think an applicable way to describe this is to refer to one of my husband's favorite songs called Comfortably Numb. Many times we remain comfortably numb until something happens that shakes us to the core of who we are. In God's plan, this isn't always a bad thing. Even though we may experience the earth shattering under our feet, and we know that in one moment, everything has changed forever. I remember coming undone in my car one morning about two weeks before my first Christmas in Australia. I was driving in my old light blue metallic Ford Vox with no aircon and a heavy heart when Boney M burst into song on the radio. By the rivers of Babylon, 
where we sat down, there we wept when we remembered Zion. You all know the drill. But at some point, this verse struck a nerve. Now how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Are you in a strange land today? What does it take to receive a breakthrough for a seeming impossibility? In this psalm, the gratitude is overwhelming. But what can bring us back to that place of life and joy if we are struggling in any area of our lives? From the history of David, we know that he was called a man after God's own heart, which means he had favor with God because God knew that he would be obedient with everything God entrusted him with. David had courage and he took out a bear and a lion in his younger years. Later, he killed a giant enemy by the name of Goliath. He faced hardships and prosecution before he was crowned as king. David was passionate about God and about everything he did. His courage for God soon set him apart. His passion overflowed in his writing and he also played music on his harp unto the Lord. As with any strength, there's also a weakness or a dark shadow that can turn on you if you lose your focus. David, being the warm-blooded, passionate man that God created, one day spotted a beautiful woman taking a bath outside. And his passion took over and he committed adultery. Not only did he cheat with another man's wife, but he also decided to get rid of her husband and placed him on the front lines of a battle where he lost his life. David lived with this sin that was veiled in his own heart, and we can imagine how he justified it to himself. She never loved him anyway, or, you know, um, chances were very good that he would die in battle. I don't know about you, but I can certainly think of ways that I have justified my own sin in the past, it can take us to a dark place, a scary place. When we don't turn to God, in our time of deepest agony, we start slipping down a dangerous slope. And sometimes it is a much needed wake-up call. The psalmist describes this desolate place and how he felt comfortably numb as he continued on his stray path. He writes, I remember boasting, I've got it made. Nothing can stop me now. I'm God's favored one. He's made me a steady mountain. But then, suddenly, you hid your face from me. I was panic-stricken and became depressed. When we realize that we are in a dark place, it's easy to wonder 
What happened to God? But if he never moves away and his love is unconditional and unchanging, then guess who has moved away? It is a blessing when the Holy Spirit reveals all things through his magnifying glass on our hearts. And he reveals what is hidden on the inside. Everything we need to know about living a life of favor is written in the Bible. And if we remain sincere and obedient, we live as favored children of God. To be favored means that someone delights in you, that someone thinks that you are just the bee's knees. This means that you have total freedom and acceptance with God. He enjoys you and all the quirks he made you with. He provides for you. He wants you to relax in his love. He holds nothing against you and you can relax because he took care of all your sins on that cross. We always go the extra mile for those we favor. We help them out. We give them opportunities that delight their hearts. We comfort and encourage them. Of course, life does not always run smooth. But we can be secure because God has our back. He makes things work. He makes things work out for us that we could never do by ourselves. God's love is unconditional and he loves all creation freely. However, if we want to find favor in the Lord's eyes, we have to turn to the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah 66 verse 2, we read, The Lord gives favor to one who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at his word. God gives favor to those who are obedient to his word. Those who keep a sensitive ear to what he has to say. God favors those who choose to favor him. In verse 7, the stark reality dawns on David when he encounters the results of his disobedience. But then suddenly, you hid your face from me. This is not a place any of us want to be. When God's presence and protection turns away from us due to our disobedience. When you get to the point where you realize that God is the only one who can save you from yourself, you come into the best place to receive a miraculous restoration. When all our other earthly securities have failed and we hit rock bottom, it is only there that we can finally experience what is really holding us up. The psalmist cried out to God when he finally humbled himself. And he said, still, I cried out to you, Lord God, 
I shouted out for mercy, saying, what would you gain in my death? When God saves you from your sin or any other painful situation and restores you, you have a new song in your heart, a song of immense gratitude. Verse 11 to 12 expresses the joy that can only be found in the Lord. Then he broke through and transformed all my wailing in a whirling dance of ecstatic praise. He has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of his gladness. How could I be silent when it's time to praise you? Now my heart sings out, bursting with joy, a bliss inside that keeps me singing. I can never thank you enough. To walk in God's favor is the safest place on earth to be. It is cozy there. It is friendly. It is joyful. And above all, it is hearing God's heartbeat. A heartbeat that numbs all the outside noise. It is also completely undeserved. Therefore, if you have found God's favor, you worship differently. Your worship becomes a lifestyle which influences every part of your life. And all you want to do is offer it back to God continuously out of a sense of deep gratitude. When we love God, we want to get to know Him through His Word. We want to listen to His Holy Spirit and obey what we hear. Sometimes we experience a restlessness in our spirit. Or we see the results of sin around us and at other times the Lord might send a believer to us. As was the case with David when the prophet Nathaniel had to confront David about his sin. David humbled himself and had a remorseful spirit. When we worship as a community of believers, we declare that God's promises are true. We live to tell the stories of His faithful deliverance in each and every situation we face. We know that trials will come. Illness, relational pain, financial strain, and the effects of, of sin. But we also know who holds the winning card. Today, I declare to you that you are God's most favored child. Keep on praising Him in a strange world until the gates of heaven pour out your promised healing. He promises that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning.
Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together on this glorious morning. Thank you that we can be in your presence where we are safe and protected. Thank you, Lord, that we can praise you. This morning, we lift up our voices to see you open the gates of heaven, Lord, and bless us with your promises. Everything in your name is yes and amen. We come before you as humble children. Lord, we know you will never loosen your grip on us. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen.